Well, happy Wednesday, happy Fuse Day, every campus, every location. Hey, I just need to know tonight, across the state of South Carolina, who is even mildly excited, expectant for this little thing we have next week in Daytona Beach called the Gauntlet? Anybody? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Uh, well, hey, Gauntlet next week is going to be incredible. Uh, you've heard people say, hey, we don't have Fuse next week. Yeah, we do. It just lasts all week long. So uh, it's going to be all week long in Daytona Beach. But here's what I know. Tonight is not a pep rally for Gauntlet next week. Because anytime we open the Word of God, anytime we gather together, he says where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. Well, there's more than two or three of us here, so the presence of God is here. And so I don't want to miss out on any time God wants to hang out, I'm trying to hang. So tonight I believe God has something for you. And in uh, in these two weeks leading up to Gauntlet, we thought that just maybe the way he wanted to hang out was for us to discuss together as a Fuse family some topics that you're already discussing with your friends, with your family, maybe, you know, summertime, so maybe it's at the pool, Maybe it is at the lake. Uh, Maybe it's hanging around playing video games. Maybe it's at the dinner table, whatever. But there's difficult stuff y'all are having to talk through. Difficult things that you're having to answer that maybe you don't feel equipped to. And I know sometimes it can feel like church is like the last place you want to talk about those things because who brings that up in church? But let me tell you, church is the safest place to talk about those things. So tonight we're going to have the conversation. So every campus... Columbia, to Myrtle Beach, to Greenwood, and beyond. Tonight, let's talk about it. Here I am, seated at a different table, ready to talk about it. Well, tonight, as you can see, I'm seated with some of my friends, some of my family members, obviously not biological. Uh, But tonight, we're going to enter into some tough conversation. But conversation I feel like we already have, that all of us, I've talked with y'all about all these things offstage. So what I want y'all to know every campus, when we talk about this tonight, these aren't people I, like, just met you know, that we just brought up me. here. We're friends. You know, we, we have talked about all this stuff before and maybe even see some of the people behind me. They're my friends too. Uh, they're joining in on the conversation tonight because this feels like a coffee shop. So before we do anything, can we just cheers to this to conversation? The to the king, everyone. I was so scared that I was going to shatter in my hand. All right, so before we talk about anything else, let's talk about who these people are. Let's talk about you. Now, I'm not going to sing the country song Caleb did, even though it just came to my head. But let's start with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Hold on. Three things first. Three things. All right. Let's start with the ladies, except don't talk. (laughs) Uh, Name, where are you from, and an interesting fact about yourself. A short, interesting fact about yourself, please. All right. So my name is Whitney. Everybody say, hey, Hey, Whitney. Whitney. Hey, Whitney. Hey, everybody. 
Columbia, and an interesting fact, I played rugby at Clemson University. Oh, what? So don't cross her. <laughs> don't mess I'm with scared. me, so I'm just playing. I'm really nice. That's What's awesome. Up? <laughs> I'm kind of scared now a little bit. So moving Same. on <laughs> to my right. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Tyler Jenkins. I'm here from the Anderson campus. Um, home crowd, home crowd. Probably my small group, and I paid them to do that. But uh, we don't um, condone that for other fused group <laughs> leaders. Anyways. Hey, if it works, it works. Um, I'm playing. I didn't do that. Uh, yeah. Fast fact about me. Interesting fact about me. I just now I learned how to play the guitar this year. You did. That was my that was my resolution. Um, and so I know about 12 chords, which is more every than worship know. song. <laughs> so uh, this just in, you're leading worship at Gauntlet. Be ready. All right. So ready. That would be terrifying. <laughs> All right. To my left, I almost forgot my directions. To my left, what is your name? Where are you from? Hey, everybody. My name is Austin Duffy, and I am the... I didn't pay them. I don't have enough money to pay all the people in this room. But I'm the fuse pastor here in Anderson, which is why the noise. And, um, yeah, fun fact about me, I opted out of having actual coffee in this coffee mug. There's just water. So you have been fooled. Oh. Yeah, cheers to the water crew. Because I got to get some sleep, you know, because gauntlets next week and everything. So I got coffee because team no sleep. Yes. There Deep. you go. Diversity. I'm too, I'm too old for team no sleep. Honestly, I also just lied because I go night night. <laughs> All right, next, who are you? Uh, my name is Josh Charles. Yeah. I, I'm from the Greenville campus, but I'm here a ton, like back in the back playing keys a whole bunch. And an, an interesting fact, I've been literally thinking about this since <laughs> run through. I have one. What? Go. I run like wildfire. You mix all the songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who likes New Spring Fuse worship songs? This is the mastermind right here. Oh, man, I don't know. So if you man. want eyes on you at Gauntlet, email Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I miss Wildfire. We should probably play that soon. Should we play that next week? There wasn't enough of a roar. Well, too bad. We're not playing. To, yeah, we're not doing it. I don't think we're Love it. Yet. So now that we know you, let's go ahead and enter into some of the conversation. All right, so let's talk about culture first. Let's talk about what's going on in the world. Now, is one of the most hard-hitting issues of our generation. It's a little TV show <laughs> called The Bachelorette, all right? I'm going to go ahead and put all my cards on the table. Worst television show ever put on TV. I second that. Okay. Absolutely second that. It's okay. You do you. Okay, you do you. I just feel so awkward. But here's, here's what I want to talk about when it comes to The Bachelorette. To me, that's a weird way to meet people, Okay. The Bachelorette, The Bachelor, but then you got dating apps, you got DMs, okay? We are trying so hard to create, like, all these different ways to connect with each other, right? Where it used to just be, hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> Can I pause? Okay, that? can we pause for a second? I just I had got to the question. this moment of realization, I am the old head in this group. I'm the oldest person here. You just, are? Yes. What are you, like, 47? 31. 31, basically 47. But I just realized that uh, there's just I'm a moment 31. of crisis, but I'm older than you. Is that I'll take gray, that. Is that senior? Oh, boy. Yes, it is. That's I'm sorry. Even, I'm so sorry. The, that's not even the face app. Crisis. That's just his face. <laughs> um, so well, I'll be leaving. So 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 let me get to the question. 
shade. So back to the bachelorette, the bachelor dating and DMs. We're trying to connect, right, in all these new ways pretty desperately. Why? Okay, so why are we trying so hard to connect? So Jenkins, you're a young man. I am. You're out in the dating game. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we're getting so... Stop giggling across the crowd. Why do you think we're trying so hard to connect with each other yeah. in all those ways? Well, um, other than too spiritual, too fast. But never. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. But um, how, many of you, how many of you know that you were made in the image of God, right? And so we were all made in the image of God, um, and God Himself is a connection. He is community. He is the Trinity, right? He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit within Himself. Um, and so I actually think that deep desire to connect with other people and be connected with uh, the people around us and to him um, is, is actually from him. And even uh, for me personally, like, I, mean, I, I believe that God is calling me to, to be a father one day and a husband one day. Um, and so, like, you know, and I, and I don't believe the best way to honor that, connect, that, that desire for connection God's put in my heart is, is through a dating app. I think it's probably in, like, a face-to-face, -face, you know, get-to-know-a-girl type of way. But... Um, yeah. But hey, if you beat her first in a date nap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dog. Take Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. <laughs> Farmer, I'm more of a farmer's, farmer's only, only guy. Type of yeah. Farmer's only guy. Okay. Um, from, a ladies, hold on. from a lady's perspective, I would just love to know, Whitney, what do you think? What, what is this connection obsession? Um, and what do you think, where does that come from? And what would God have to say about it? Um, okay, so I definitely retweet everything Tyler said, right? Retweet. You know, uh, we definitely want to have connection. We were created for connection. Um, and so I believe God wants us to connect. But let me throw this out there. I believe that cell phones are supposed to enhance that connection, not replace that connection. Wow, that's it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Hello? Well, you know, just, yeah, just she said that. All right. Yeah. Bye. Let's just put the phone down. You know what I'm saying? Because there is something about face to face connection that. You just aren't going to get through a phone. Um, and so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Send a DM, an appropriate DM, um, and, you when know, text. And, right. Yeah, I so, like that. Social media. But also make sure that you're connecting face-to-face -face as well. That's great. Yeah, because ultimately we were made for connection. We were made. We only see the fullness of God when we look at each other face-to-face because -face, uh, we're all made in his image. Uh, just a little uh, side note, you know the perfect place to practice your connection skills is at Gauntlet, where you cannot have your phone. That is still a rule. Don't try to hide it. I will find you. Yes. All right. So that is the culture conversation. I think that is perfect. A beautiful place to start. We're made in the image of God. We're made to connect, which is why this conversation is even beautiful, because to me, this is a picture of God, yeah. us sitting here and connecting and having this conversation. So with that, let's move from culture into the news, which is pretty much the same, but we had to split this up somehow. So the news, um, and here's what I want to talk about. Uh, a documentary just came out at the four-year anniversary of the Emanuel Church shooting just right down the road in Charleston, South Carolina. I can't believe it's been four years, first of all. With that, you have one of the most popular miniseries on Netflix right now called When They See Us. Um, it has been, I don't know if y'all know this, it's been nominated for 16 Emmys, right, which I'm so. pretty sure is every Emmy. All of them. All of the Emmys. <laughs> but with that, and I'm sure we would all amen this, with these um, beautiful works of art, 
has come more of the conversation around racial tension and prejudice uh, in our country, but specifically in the South. So here's what I would love. I would just love to start the conversation. Obviously, we are not all the same race. It got really quiet. Like people are like, can they say that? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am a white woman. Okay. (laughs) But I would love for us to talk about, Whitney, I'd love to start with you. I would just love to know, how did you grow up? What is your story? And when you see things like this come up in culture, what is your response to those things? Um, So I am biracial. My mom is white and my dad is black. Um, Shout out to all the beautiful biracial children out there. Um, But hey, um, but the biggest thing is um, I grew up in a family of love. However, there are some people who just genuinely did not like my family uh, because we were biracial. So I did experience some racism and that did impact uh, that did impact me. Um, And so it's one of the reasons actually why I'm so passionate about my job. So I work at a TV station in Columbia, and I remember when the Charleston shooting happened. I was working that night that it happened, and I've been covering this story closely ever since it did happen. And I want to share a moment with y'all that really just touched me deeply. So it was the bond hearing for the shooter, and the family was allowed to address the shooter. Um, And what they did in that moment shocked the world because they're talking to a man who killed their family members because of the color of their skin and because they wanted to start a race war. And what the family member said was, I forgive you. Wow. May God have mercy on your soul. Uh, repent. I hope that, you know, you meet the Lord while you're in jail. Um, hate wow. won't win. Come on. And just continuing to just family member after family member offering forgiveness. Um, and I believe that that is how God wants us to respond to racism. Um, I genuinely believe that that is his heart for us when we are confronted with hate. And, you know, it's similar to what Jesus did when he had to deal with racism um, on earth. He he dealt with it with unity, with love, and with forgiveness. And I'm going to let y'all know, I told y'all I experienced racism. um, And as a journalist covering racial tensions, what I tell you won't fix racism is uh, violence arguing with each other on social media, being dismissive and pretending like racism doesn't exist and not having open conversations, that won't heal racism. But I tell you what will, Jesus and unity and forgiveness and love and modeling it after that. And I have seen that move mountains uh, when it comes to racism and progress more than anything else. And so um, it's definitely race is something that touches close to my heart um, because I am mixed Um, And because I have so many friends of different colors, but I genuinely believe um, that the church and that Christians, we can, um, through Jesus, start to heal some of the racism in our country. Come on. That is my girl, Whitney Sullivan, right there. Come on, Whitney. But I want to keep the conversation going because, and Josh, I want to pitch to you. Um, For our students in the room at every campus... What would, if you were to have to sit down and literally have coffee with each and every one of them, um, with a little bit of your story, what would you tell them, like, because I think if you're a believer in the room, your heart goes there. Yeah, I want to help. I, I want to show love and, and forgiveness. How do I, what do I do practically? Yeah. Um, I think for most of the students in the room, um, even volunteers, we have an active, we're active agents of the kingdom of heaven. Um, so I think uh, the thing that you shouldn't do 
you shouldn't do nothing. That's the first thing. Um, I think that there is uh, something that we can kind of settle into. We can settle into comfortability. We can settle into just going with the flow. Or we can settle into just, you know, letting that be whatever and then going on with your life. But I think um, the first step is actually recognizing that there's something to be done. Um, and then for the for those of us that are in Christ or even for those of us that realize that something is wrong is actually figuring out what there is to do. Um, so recognize that there's something wrong and something to be done and then like doing that thing. Um, and I think uh, for us uh, Christians, we carry um, this gospel of reconciliation. Um, so that's a great first step. Um, opening up conversation, yeah. um, doing things that, you know, maybe uh, look a little bit uncommon, um, really being a bridge um, of reconciliation for, for people. That goes a long way. Um, for me, like in my middle and high school years, it's like my story. I wish I did more um, and not from a, a point of regret, but I got saved when I was 13. So I had access to changing the world and the community around me through the people that I interacted with. And that was something that I didn't fully take hold of that now, if I could go back, it would be like, yeah, man, I'd probably have a conversation with more people and not just let a bully or somebody that's racist or somebody that maybe is ignorant, just talk about whoever, whatever way. Um, so I think that would, that would probably be a, a good first start. That's awesome. I want to say, I just want to say in front of everyone, you may like say, oh, I wish I'd done more then, but I just want to tell you, Josh, as someone who's over worship for Fuse, by the way, this is the head of worship for you. You do a great job at that now. Thank you. And I am so thankful to get to be a part of those conversations and how you lead them for sure. Thank you. Whitney, you have something to say. Yeah. Um, so in continuing to have tough conversations, um, when it comes to addressing racism, it's important for us to have a diverse group of friends, but it doesn't stop there. Right. That's great. Um, and so I know that, you know, I, I see people and they're like, oh, well, I'm not racist because I have a black friend or a Latino friend or <laughs> a whatever color friend. And it's important for us to have a di diverse group of friends, but it is also so important for us to do a heart check. Right. Because having a friend of a different color, that, that's not where it's, it doesn't end there, right? We have to check our heart, and we have to ask the Lord, show me anything in here where I am being prejudiced or I'm stereotyping somebody based off their skin color. So, yes, it is important to have a diverse group of friends, but it is also so, so important to really just have a heart check, a healthy heart check, and don't beat yourself up about it. Give that to the Lord. Have an yep. open conversation with your friends of different backgrounds, and then, you know, move forward and with reconciliation. Um, and so, can on. I, yeah. something that happened to me recently, I'm yes. sorry, can I? No, so, um, everybody in Anderson was just led in worship by Charlie Butrago. Um, I know probably most of the rest of you don't know him. If you haven't gotten a chance to meet him, he's awesome. But this was less than a month ago. Um, Charlie was basically telling um, us in a room a story Charlie about... Charlie is Hispanic. Charlie is Hispanic. Just He's Venezuelan. Yep. Um, and he was telling the story about like his family. They had immigrated from Venezuela. And he's uh, kind of painting a picture of um, a lot of the uh, people that are trying to um, immigrate with an E into the country. Is this true? I did not win any spelling bee, but it sounds great. People that are trying to leave South America and get into America. Um, and he painted a picture and framed it in a way uh, that 
almost gave me a different awareness because it's so easy to see something in, in the news or hear something and just like completely dismiss it. Um, but because of the relationship that I have with Charlie, um, that's deeper than just like, oh yeah, we're friends. Like we are yeah. brothers. Like hearing him say something like that, I connected with um, with the the struggle, the, you know, the whatever they're, they're going through um, in a way that was deeper than just like, oh, if I would have pulled something up on like, Right. Twitter awesome. on a, on a news feed. So there is that, you know, there is that access. You to have it. a real relationship mm-hmm. and you have real conversations. Okay. So Fuse, you need to get this. This is your practical application. Form real relationships and have real conversations with people who aren't like you. Uh, but before we move on from this, because I don't, you know, I don't want to just, oh, solved the racism problem, you know. We did it. We did it. We Yay. will, though. But we will. Come on, Josh Charles. Come on, Josh. Um, but I want to ask Austin before we move on. I don't know if you know this. You're a white man. <laughs> just, I want to make sure we're clear. You look great, though. You do. From your perspective, what would you want to say to students? Yeah of what can't, like, I'm going back to school in August. I realize this is a problem. What do I do? Here's the thing about, we have to be honest with ourselves. I'm going to talk to white people for a second because, you know, racism, first of all, it's not a, a sin of, the, of outward action. First of all, like all sin, it's a sin that begins in the heart. Right. It's and it's something that can be passed down generationally without you even thinking about it. So the truth is, um, just a couple hundred years ago, people who looked like me owned people who looked like Josh. And that's as nasty as it sounds and, and then some, okay? And so the reality is the, the fact that slavery existed in America not even a couple hundred years ago, that's, that's where we're starting from. And here's the lie. The lie is that we've come far enough. You know, people thought that, oh, well, we've had a black president, so, you know, we must have talk, solved talk, the problem. Dog, let's go. And, you know, shout out to Obama and Michelle, but... Here, here's, here's, here's the deal. What I want to say to us is that we can get really comfortable with where we're at. And just because you have a black friend, it doesn't disqualify you from having racism in your heart. And that's a, that's a thing that I think we've got to be real and look at ourselves first and ask ourselves, what, is my, what have I been passed down? What do I have in me? Honestly, because if, if we were going to raise hands, and I don't think anybody would want to, if I said, who has thought a racist thought before? And my hand would go up. And I think that a lot of people would go up, and it's not something that was necessarily taught to me by my family, but it's something that's almost on autopilot for a southern white male. And so I have to reckon with my own sin in my heart in that same yeah. way. And so the thing that, the thing I'd want to wrap up and say is the worst thing that we could do is assume that we know anything. It, I, I could spend the rest of my life right next to Josh, and I would never know what it's like to be a black man. I wouldn't. I just won't ever really know what he's been through. I won't ever really know what it's like to go, but you know what I can do is I can sit down in humility and ask mm-hmm. questions. Yep. And that's what we have to do that's because great. ignorance is the root of racism and ignorance is just neglecting facts, neglecting reality. And we can't be um, you know, negligent to our social situation, to the actual racial climate of America, especially in South Carolina. That's Come great, on. man. Come on. Hey, so here's a, every campus, every student, here's a, just from this conversation, very practical, easy thing. One of your friends or, you know, someone at school 
Find someone who doesn't look like you. Sit down and say, can you tell me what it's been like growing up looking like you and your story and your background? And then just shut up and listen. And I promise you, one conversation at a time, because Jesus Christ prayed for unity, and I believe if Jesus prayed for it, it can actually happen. And I believe, Fuse, your generation could be the one who helps make it happen. Can I get an amen, amen. in the house? Come on. All right. Amen. Believe it or not, that's not all we have to talk about tonight. Oh. Everybody all right? Everybody okay? All right, because we're going to keep talking about this stuff. So now we're going to talk about your most asked questions. I wish I had a theme song for it, but I don't. Most asked questions. Most asked questions. Hey. Thank you, See, worship leader Josh. This is great. It's not, best. It's not my best work. It's Most great. asked questions. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, yay. Um, Nobody knows that I do that. So I know, but I do. We'll be in meetings and Josh will be like, straight up. Yep. So we're going to answer your most asked questions. The first one, because we just want to, you know, take it from maybe a heavier topic to a really light topic. So here's the question. Can someone who is gay go to heaven? Hold on. Let get your giggles out. Because this is a real question that not only your friends are asking you, some of you are asking this in your head because you are having temptations toward homosexuality. And the moment you, okay, giggle and get that out, you need to let your brothers and sisters lean in and listen. Because we want to help you walk through this. So, um, I would love to uh, enter into this conversation. Can someone be gay and go to heaven? Austin, start us off. Yeah. What do you think? I would man? love to start by saying absolutely. And, but I need you guys to hear. I want to unpack that a little bit. Because when you're saying, can someone go to heaven if they're gay? You're saying, can someone be in right relationship with God if they have homosexual attraction? Um, and, the, and the answer emphatically is yes, no doubt. Can somebody have a same-sex attraction and still know the real living God? Now, what I would say is, you know, does some, because my sexuality doesn't determine whether or not I'm going to go to heaven. You know, my straightness doesn't affect my eternity, not, not simply put. So I think when we're talking about that, we have to go ahead and say sexuality doesn't have anything to do with whether or not Jesus died for me. Now, if, you, if, if we're talking about homosexual lifestyle, I would love to submit to you if you are um, claiming or, or if you are homosexual and you're in a homosexual lifestyle or even if you'd say you're struggling with that, that I would submit that I think that there is a better way. I think that there is a way um, that, that Jesus shows and talks about that is different. Um, but that doesn't necessarily, not even close to disqualify you from God's love because of a sexual orientation. Um, God's love transcends that and then some when it comes to, um, you know, how he feels about us, how he feels about his creation. So to answer it shortly, I would say absolutely yes, they can. Awesome. So with that, I just want to go, and we got to talk about this a little bit last week. I hope anybody in here, if you are struggling with homosexuality, if you currently have a girlfriend or a girl or a boyfriend or a boy, I hope you hear the main theme that we've said is God loves you and he doesn't want anything bad for you. If he's calling you to something else, it's because he has better. He's not trying to keep you from something. He's trying to free you into something else. But I would like to look uh, at scripture really quick and say straight Bible. And anyone, this is all swim, whoever wants to jump in and declare this, straight Bible because I think we need to say this, because truth is the safest place to live. Straight Bible, 
does Bi- does Bible <clears throat> does the Bible say that homosexuality is a sin or not? Don't everybody jump in at one time? Yes. <laughs> yes. Where? Um, chapter and verse. I'm I'm scared to say, but it's it's listed with a lot of other right. sins, right? In First Corinthians six. Y'all write this down. Go ahead. Give it a little doodle. First Corinthians six talks about homosexuality as a sin, but it is not listed in isolation. Okay, so you need to go and read that. It lists homosexuality as a sin, being a gossip as a sin, being a slanderer as a sin, being a liar as a sin, being a thief as a sin. But then it says you were those things, but when you meet Jesus, there should be something in you, just like Austin says that desires to submit. If you've claimed Jesus as Lord, which is what salvation is, then every day you have to wake up and say, Jesus is Lord. Is there anything in my life that doesn't line up to this Jesus Lord or Lord Jesus to be more grammatically correct? And then wake up the next day, Jesus is Lord. The next day, the next day. And know that his goodness will lead you to repentance. And this is a free place to do that at Fuse. That's great. Anything else for this question before we move on? Yeah. Go, <laughs> I, 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 Go ahead, I mean, So uh, I think for a while, uh, when I, I would say, and I think everybody in this room would say, I would love to experience more of the goodness of God. Same. And I would love to experience more, please. more, yeah, more of the love of God. Um, and I, it was actually a couple a couple weeks ago that this kind of clicked in my mind. Um, but I was wrestling with something that was just like, God, I really want to obey you in this, but also I really don't. And he just... You want more of my love, right? Well, guess what? My command to you, my pathway that I've set for you for life is actually an extension of my love and my goodness. And so when, when I've set this, or when, I, when, I've, when I've set this declaration and said, hey, these are the things I want you to flee from and these are the things I want you to run to, those instructions are an extension of my love. And as you obey, yeah, that's you good. experience more of that. Yep. It's all about love. It's relationship. It's what Jesus calls us to. Awesome. I was just going to add an aside. Yes. Uh, a lot of what I see uh, from believers and people that would say that they have been radically changed and follow the ways of Jesus is a lot of us do a great job uh, misrepresenting Jesus. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. we are the stumbling block between people meeting Jesus. Um, So I would say for anyone that believes and follows the ways of Jesus is to know the ways of Jesus so that we can walk in step with that and not against, um, you know, encounter or uh, against what Jesus Christ would actually want to do. So it's good. Just a small aside. So good. All right. We're going to keep moving in these questions. Um, but no, and I just want to say this, if you're not a part of a fuse group and you still have questions, join a fuse group and keep having this conversation. Okay. This one panel ain't going to answer all of your questions, but hopefully it can get the conversation started. All right. So we're going to go to the next question. Um, and it is this, and I'm stoked about this one. Anybody ever wondered what the voice of God sounds like across every campus raising of hands? My hand is raised because I have. All right. So here's the question. How do you know that God is speaking to you? 
How do you know? Like, so we're telling y'all, as you go and have these conversations with your friends, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and he's going to tell you what to say, and you have everything you need. And then you get in that conversation, and there's so many voices going on in your head, you're like, which one's God? And so you just stay silent. Maybe that's just me. So I would love to um, pitch to y'all. Whitney, I'd love for you to, to answer this first. How do you know? If it's God speaking to you or not, especially for us ladies, you know, we got a hundred different voices going on in this uh, head. Honey, How do one. you know? Right now I'm thinking about 15 different things. <laughs> How do you know if it's God speaking to you? Um, so for me, and this is something that I've definitely struggled with a whole lot because everybody would be like, well, I heard God say this. And I'm like, I ain't hear God say nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? You're like, <laughs> I ain't hear from him. I don't know. Maybe I ain't praying right. Um, but so for me, one of the biggest things, and this is very, very practical, um, when I feel like the Lord is speaking to me, what I do is I go back and I look and see in the word, in the Bible, if what I'm hearing lines up with what's in the Bible. And then I know that that is the Lord's voice. But also for me, um, something that's really big is peace. God yeah. can give you peace that knows no understanding. You could literally be in the most chaotic situation in life. Um, but when God's voice hits you, it's going to give you peace. And you're like, I'm chilling. I don't know why I'm chilling, but I'm chilling. Um, and so for me, not only is it lining up what I'm hearing with the word of God, but also it's a peace that I have. I know his voice is going um, to be very calming. It's going to be very peaceful, and it's right. not going to be confusing. It's not going to be negative. Um, and so that's how I can tell if that's from the Lord. It's good. Matches scripture, marked by peace. Come on. How about for you guys? What? Because, again, it's a relationship. I was going to say what Whitney said, and I promise that's not a cop-out. But, uh, okay, also another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Y'all don't actually know this is really how me and Mayor typically are talking. It's that is typically very true. just me just rambling over smart things that she's saying. Um, <laughs> I think one of the good places to start is to actually listen. Right. Yeah. To slow down long enough to actually listen, um, because that is the, uh, and I already showed my hand as being the oldest person, so hopefully you guys can take this, but that is the, the culture that we are currently in. It's fast paced, constantly moving, constantly you got to see what's on my Snap story, constantly you got to see, do people still use Snapchat? I don't have yes, an Instagram or I any don't. social media, so... Um, got to see what's on IGTV, Instagram TV. Yeah, you're right. Keep going. Yeah. So you're doing great. I would say to actually pause long enough to listen. Like I know when Mayor is speaking because I'm actually listening. But if I'm talking like this and Mayor's like, oh, but, oh, but can I, oh, can, then I would never. Hey, I was, I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, I think, uh, giving yourself a good starting uh, point. So my wife is watching right now. Um, hey, Lindsay. Hello. Um, and basically through our relationship, which is now like we're married, I had a starting point in conversation with my wife where it was just like really awkward. I was trying to figure out like what her tone was, like if she always meant what she said, like early early in our relationship, she would say stuff and I'd be like, do you really mean that or do you mean something else? And then she said, if I didn't mean it, I wouldn't say it. And that's great because yes. that's developed over the <laughs> six years that I've known her. And now I know her tone. 
When she texts me, I can tell if she is texting me or if somebody's stolen her phone and is texting her. <laughs> so you you pick up on the nuances of conversation as you walk in relationship. So, awesome. um, and this is a perfect time to start. Um, some of you are like, you know, you're 12 to, you know, 18 in here. So I'm, you know, imagine 13 years more of your life of, of you know, this journey of listening to God. So, yeah. It's awesome. Well, hey, we're going to, um, I love how tonight, somehow, we didn't plan this, it has kept coming back to relationship. You will never have the answers to these questions outside of a relationship with yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Period. So we're going to give everybody a chance to do that right now, to get deeper into this relationship and in this conversation. So before we do that, though, will you all please thank the panel, give them a round of applause. Oh, yeah. This is not easy. Oh, yeah. Thank y'all. I love you guys. Yeah, you can take your water coffee. Don't take mine. I want it. Oh, my bad. Thank you, though. You're trying to I serve you me. me. No, you're trying to serve me. I appreciate that. But hey, Fuse, here's what we're going to do. And everybody, if you have checked out the whole time, I want you to lean back in because this could be the most impactful part of the entire night for you. Just like I, I just said, none of your questions, whether we answered your question tonight or you feel like we didn't get around to or you still have so many questions, none of your questions will be answered outside a relationship with Jesus Christ. We just talked about what it means to hear from God. And so we never want to not leave space for the Holy Spirit of God to talk to you. Because guess what I believe about you? That God wants to talk about, wants to talk to you. But I also believe that you can hear from God. Matter of fact, I think because you are still kids, because you are still teenagers, that there's something about being childlike that God is more drawn to, even more than some of the adult leaders in this space. So here's what we're gonna do. In this series called Let's Talk About It, I think God is inviting some of you tonight. Hey, can we talk about this? Can we talk about that, that sin in your life? Can we talk about that insecurity? Can we talk about that fear? Can we talk about that worry? So at every campus, we're gonna just gonna take, just like Josh was talking about, a few minutes to just listen. And even as I'm quiet right then, we so often don't like space and quiet but it is the space that God is pleased to fill. And so we're gonna do that right now at every campus. I'm gonna pray for us. We're gonna play some music and then you just ask God to talk to you. So before we do that, let's pray together. And then I believe some of y'all are gonna hear God's voice speak to you tonight. Father God, I thank you so much for the truth that we get to live in in a relationship with you. I thank you, Jesus, that truth is not just a concept, but it is a person with a name, and it is your name, King Jesus, that you told us that you are the way, the truth, and the life. God, I pray for every campus right now that your Holy Spirit presence would be so thick in the room that every student, even if they aren't able to really identify what's going on, they will leave you tonight saying, man, I don't know, but I felt God in that place. I pray for students who have questions about their identity tonight. God, would you speak to them? I pray for car rides on the way to Chick-fil-A that real, authentic, open conversation would be had, that repentance would come in fuse groups. I pray for students who have been demeaned and torn down that they would hear you say tonight, I love you. But Holy Spirit, we just leave this time for you. We ask you to speak. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.